0: This is Colin. He has a problem. He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen. So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty. These films are still under wraps. Still under wraps. Unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps. Still under wraps. These films are unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps.
1: Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin, and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What you been up to? Um, I... more bond. Okay, I need to stop you there. I have received correspondence from a dear listener who insists that you elaborate, not just on some more bond, but what bond and not just some more mcu but what mcu we have dear listeners who are eager to find out this information right yes they did stress not to embarrass you by pointing this out to you uh during the podcast but to Uh to forewarn you so i'm oh you you haven't done that no no um so some more bond Yep. I'll edit it out in post. Mm.
0: Uh licensed kill. Um it
1: it's alright. In it. It's yeah, it it's dark. Yep, it sure is. Um it, it certainly took a turn from uh Living Daylights. Mm-hmm. Even though Living Daylights wasn't as kooky and crazy as the previous film, it it was still it was still Bond.
0: I would put Based on my vague recollections of what Craig era Bond films yes. I have watched, that this was darker than those.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. My recollection, uh, and it, it sort of echoes really strongly, is that fight in the uh, um, with someone getting their head bashed against a uh, a sink or a toilet and shattering it. And that was pretty brutal, but... Uh,
0: I, I think that was one of the Mission Impossible films.
1: No, no, the very, very first uh, Craig film ah, of a fight. Inside. Right,
0: well, I haven't seen the 2000 and whatever Casino Royale. Right oh,
1: haven't you? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm just giving you spoilers. Whatever. Oh, no, I feel bad now. Don't. I feel guilt. Don't. Oh, I'm plunging into... Um. Okay. And I watched
0: in the past week, like, a, a, like a bunch, a bunch of Marvel. I've I've run out of Marvel films to watch. Actually. Okay. Uh, you haven't.
1: <laughs> no. I have. No, I haven't. I've got uh, still a plethora of Marvel to marvel at.
0: I I even rewatched Endgame with the the director-slash-writer commentary. Oh, cool. How did that go? Yeah, that was interesting.
1: Oh, I might have to consider doing that. Except for the fact that I really need to watch it without the commentary again, because... Well, well, you will in a few weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think the other kids would be too happy if uh, I slapped it on and suddenly someone strange started talking over the entire film. Fork?
0: Four strange people.
1: Four strange people. Okay. Huh. I-
0: including one who is in that film, if briefly.
1: Yes. Um, I am still here. Um, so I survived the, uh, the potential onslaught from uh, a uh, dear listener who may have uh, uh, scattered my remains across the four winds of Mariah Island. Um... The only reason that didn't happen is because said dear listener hasn't listened to last week's episode. No,
0: which did lead to a, a slightly awkward interaction. It
1: did. And um. the, the faux pas continue. Mm. Um, hopefully we shall clean it up and uh, yes, we can then move on. Mm. Uh, but time is running short for moving on. Yes. Um, however, let's move on now. Thomas, what are we watching today? So, we're watching the film... I'll stop you there. Because I feel I do need to stress one more thing about uh, my walk on Mariah Island. I still ache and I've been back for, Mm. what, three days? Mm -hmm. Came back Sunday, it's Wednesday now, and yes. uh, I would have the energy of a (laughs) 12-year-old. Or an 11-year-old. Yes. Um, <laughs> walked um, close to 55 kilometres over the three days. And some of that was very, very up. And some of it was mm-hmm. very, very down. And, uh, but it's an amazing place. If you ever get the chance, if we ever let you into the state, please put Mariah Island on your list. So we shall move on again. What are we watching today, Thomas?
0: We're watching the film... Die Hard with a
1: Vengeance. So you neglected to mention that you've also been doing some homework I this week. I have been
0: doing some homework. Uh, how has that been? That's that's been interesting. <laughs> um, the the Die Hard films that I have now watched, Die Hard and Die Hard Two, are, are quite violent. Yes. Um, quite sweary.
1: Oh, very much so.
0: Um, I am led to believe that Die Hard with a Vengeance is less sweary for film rating reasons.
1: Okay. Okay, which is interesting because it's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. It does, Who yes. has uh, quite an acerbic tongue.
0: But as, as a result of having watched those two films, um, I, I now have written short summaries and cultural context around those films.
1: Oh, okay, so...
0: Which which will allow me to get our dear listeners up to speed on, on what's going on. Okay. 1988. Actor Ronald Reagan is coming to the end of his second term as US President. <laughs> internet relay chat is invented and the first permanent intercontinental internet link is established between the US and Europe. The slow dissolution of the Soviet Union begins and with it comes the equally slow collapse of the Iron Curtain. On Christmas Eve of that year, John McLean, a New York police officer, lands in Los Angeles to meet with his estranged wife Holly and their children. He goes to Holly's workplace, Nakatomi Plaza, where the Nakatomi Corporation is having a Christmas party. Unfortunately, the building is then seized by a former East German terrorist, Hans Gruber, who intends to steal over half a billion dollars in untraceable bearer bonds. After several fights, two civilian casualties, and two very large explosions, McLean reduces the incursion to just Gruber, who has taken Holly. Gruber is forced out the window and tries to take Holly and McLean with him, But ultimately falls to the street below. Holly punches a nosy and very litigious reporter who gets
1: a restraining order.
0: This will be relevant.
1: (laughs) It will. However, hang on. You neglected to point out how many donuts were eaten during that film.
0: None, actually. No donuts. Oh. Because. It's, he gets uh, eclairs Does he? He does He didn't get donuts He didn't get donuts oh. Al Powell did not get donuts He wow. got eclairs
1: They're close enough But um, I'm Yes I'm stunned Do no- go on <laughs> 1990
0: George H.W. Bush is president <laughs> Germany is reunified The Baltic states leave the Soviet Union Yugoslavia begins to break apart, and Margaret Thatcher resigns as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom.
1: The fall of the Iron
0: Lady. Mm. Tim Berners-Lee builds the foundations of the World Wide Web, and at McGill University in Quebec, Alan Emtage writes the first web search engine, Archie. Christmas Eve arrives once more, and we find John McLean waiting in a Washington DC airport. He's an L.A. cop now, but this does nothing to keep his car from being towed. General Ramon Esperanza, dictator of insert fictional Central American hellhole, is being extradited to the U.S., but not if military man-turned-terrorist Colonel Stewart has anything to say about it. Colonel Stewart locks air traffic control out, keeping several planes trapped in the air, including one with Holly on board. After several fights, the tasing of a certain nosy reporter, and one very fatal plane crash, McLean is able to destroy Esperanza's getaway plane, killing all of his and Stewart's men in the process, and allowing the remaining civilian planes to land safely. John reunites with his wife, and his parking
1: ticket is paid off. And how many snowmobiles were written off during the filming of that? Oh two or three, I think. Okay. Okay, so there were some more casualties than just the uh, <laughs> the very fatal crash of the, the bad British party.
0: Airways, I think it was. And then the bad guys, but they don't count as civilians. Right, okay. And so we come to nineteen ninety five for the release of Die Hard with a Vengeance. Excellent. Bill Clinton is in the middle of his first term as US president. The World Trade Organization is established. A space shuttle, the Atlantis, docks to Russia's Mir space station for the first time.
1: That's no mere space station.
0: The first operating system I ever used, Windows 95, is released. Yahoo exists <laughs> Several people are born who will go on to be internet sensations, for better or for worse. And Calvin and Hobbes reaches the end of its run after just over ten years.
1: This uh, little segment, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether this will continue, or whether it'll die like Yahoo.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> well, it can only go on two more times,
1: can't it? I? Well, it can, that's right. The question on everybody's lips really is, does that uh, reporter uh, pop up in the third movie? As far as I
0: am aware, no.
1: Oh, oh, that's a disappointment and a spoiler. You've, oh, you've spoiled it for me. Um, there is nothing else to do but to unwrap the already unwrapped case because Thomas had to catch up. Mm. Uh, This is a movie pack with all of the Die Hard movies in it. And uh, so he's going to open the case, which should make great deals of rattling. It it doesn't,
0: because it's very densely packed. (laughs) But uh, it does
1: open. Yes. He's going to take the disc, Die Hard, the third one, out of its case. And there is a bird outside.
0: I told you.
1: Yes, we do apologise for, the, for the, uh, the wildlife. Earlier, during uh, Thomas's first uh, summary of uh, catch-up, um, Coco, the deranged cat, decided to um, sharpen his claws right in front of one of the main speakers. Um, so you may have heard that. And now I think I've got pigeons or doves in my left ear. That is neither here nor there Thomas is going to pop no,
0: They're over there
1: oh. <laughs> Over there with the other earth mm. Yes um, He's going to put the disc into the machine We're going to play it We're going to watch it And decide whether it is worthy of Maintaining its position inside this, this box set <laughs> And we shall catch you on the flip side Turn to side B yippee ki leap. So what do you think?
0: So first of all, uh when I said this one wasn't going to be as sweary, I was actually talking about that the next one. This one is in fact <laughs> the sweariest of the
1: three that I have seen now. Well, I, I I did sort of wonder when mm. you yes, when I realized that Samuel L. Jackson was in it um that uh, it was likely Likely to be a bit little thick, yeah
0: yeah no it's it's the next one, it's the right. next one that was
1: yeah
0: ramped down <laughs> um.
1: but it was a die hard film it was the suspense was ramped up um, mm-hmm. in sufficient quantities, mm-hmm. um, the ending was a bit
0: yeah the the plot is a
1: little complicated, um. Yeah, it it just kind of fizzled at the end. I thought, mm. um, you know, and, and not in the and spoiler alerts. It, it was attempting the traditional, ah, phew, It's it's all over, bar the cleaning up. But then they needed to have a another sort of surge mm. end, but mm-hmm. it didn't really surge. It sort of very meh and and a lot of questions as to why um certain people were in helicopters when really they wouldn't have been and uh, I don't know it just <laughs> yeah. okay you can't really overanalyze a diehard film but it just mm-hmm. really felt very contrived but not enough to have actually worked as a um a surging double ending type of thing mm. It just fizzled Yeah That's how I felt
0: It's trying to be smarter than it actually is Yeah And it's not doing that
1: No Very well It didn't do it any favours at all Let's talk about
0: the villain plot here mm-hmm. We send John McClane On essentially a wild goose chase which conveniently sets up the, the heist, right? Yep. yep. And then you send John McLean on a second wild goose chase, looking for a, a, a tanker with with the gold from the heist on it, except the gold's not there. The gold was never on the tanker. Um, and then you go to Canada... Oh Canada And by this point you're hoping that McLean is dead But <laughs>
1: Yeah what, um, what,
0: what, what chance do you have of that At, at this stage
1: Yep yeah. uh, <laughs> well, all, of, all of these um, contingencies for just in case Mm. that became more ludicrous and more ludicrous and more ludicrous rather than um you know the chances are becoming ever slimmer so the necessity for these uh, extra contingencies supposedly should reduce is is, is that what you <laughs> mm. uh, and and
0: let's talk about coincidences here <laughs> because one one of one of the key things about writing this sort of thing is that it's okay for there to be coincidences at the start of the film yeah and and we set that <laughs> up with it happening to be Simon Gruber who's pulling off the heist but yeah it doesn't it doesn't actually matter it doesn't matter um but at the end of the film John McClane has the aspirin container and it just happens
1: <laughs>
0: to lead them in the right direction. In the right direction. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: um, I, I, yes, I totally agree with you. Uh, what a coincidence. Um, but the, the one that sprang to mind that I thought you were going to bring up was the fact that uh, Samuel L. Jackson just happened to be driving a pa- past the escape Oh yeah, that, that's that's also not great. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the exact escape port that John McClane bursts out of at exactly the right moment. <laughs> it was just, um, yeah, and and the, the the kids still in the school. Why it would just, uh, um, did did that serve any purpose? I can't remember whether. It's- okay, so. As far as I can tell, those kids
0: were related to Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yes. And I believe it's just there to pay off the, you don't take help from white people, you don't Uh, help
1: out. It's... Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. Yeah. Um... (laughs) all that being said it was a die-hard film yeah um and and for the most part it did well enough in that Mm. i cannot remember the second film as well as the first film um and, and it wasn't i don't think it is as good as the first film i can't make any comparison really with the second film
0: nah i I don't think it's as good as the second no um McLean does some reasonably unbelievable things (laughs) in this film and i am told that
1: this trend continues yes Uh, but there was such a variability of um immortality there Mm. there were things that should have killed him outright but that didn't and other moments that yeah he could have taken a bit more of that and not be as damaged as i don't know it was just a (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I'm told we're, we're, this will get worse. Yes, yes. I, I've been reliably informed that uh, yes, we are on a a bit of a downhill plunge now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So that was it. I don't have. I did not have any high or grand expectations of me. It it di- actually did not disappoint. As far as that was concerned, other than that that ending. I, I, I think the ending was unforgivable, really. Mm. It was just so weak. We went to the place where they were, and then we won.
0: Yep. The end. The- <laughs> yeah. Which is an ending that can work in certain situations. Yeah. If, say the main protagonist isn't actually involved in that we went to the place... Yeah. ...and we won. Yeah. But it doesn't work here.
1: Look, I I would have been more satisfied even though it would have been more incredulous, and and, which is why I sped through the closing credits even though I know it wasn't really a thing (laughs) at, at the time, for... Um, major baddie guy to crawl out of the wreckage <laughs> to to live another day or possibly live another day. Uh, that, that, that would have... Welcome to Deranged Cat Studios. The Deranged Cat is deranged. Um, even though that would have been ludicrous, mm. it would have in some small way given a reprieve to that appalling ending Mm. Mm -hmm. by making it even more ridiculous if that makes sense
0: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so to summarize yes my thoughts die hard pretty good yep die hard Two, pretty good die hard with a vengeance okay it's it's an overcomplicated it's, plot with some nice action scenes. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, and and practical action mm. scenes. Um, there was an explosion very n- near the beginning, that was a dramatic explosion, but not a twenty-first um, century over-the-top um, shot from forty-seven different angles. With you're going to keep that up, aren't you? Oh, he cat. is. Yeah, um, but it was a convincing explosion mm. rather mm-hmm. than a, a, an awe-inspiring explosion, um, and I was happy with that. Um, and the practical effects within the um, mm. underground—that was, it yep. was well shot, and and yeah, again, the practical effects benefited that rather than. Uh, over the top CGI or anything like that. So it had redeeming features. Would I watch it again? It, it was it was tedious in places. It was a little, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did I did feel adrenaline pumping in places as well. So it'll stay slotted in the in the box, um, perhaps gathering dust, but uh, keeping the other discs happy. Shall we move on? What's on the shelf? Battle Royale We've got a
0: lot of suggestions Gotta get through them now Or at least some of them We've gotta work that out What's on the shelf? Battle Royale This is the sixth last episode Assuming that nothing's changed
1: (laughs) No, nothing's changed This is the sixth
0: last episode There are 43 items on the list We will be
1: selecting seven. Right. Would you be so kind, then, as to roll the randomising random randomometer?
0: Powered by random.org's random integer set generator. Okay. Number two.
1: Helen. Hi, Helen. Suggests the station agent... Ah, that film which has a station in it. It scores zero points. It does. (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen it. Thomas has not seen it. It is not on the shelf. One day, maybe. But not this time.
0: Number 12. Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Suggests Galaxy Quest. Galaxy what? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Mm -hmm.
1: Doesn't ring a bell with me, Thomas. Right. Does it mm-hmm. ring a bell with you? It does. It does. <laughs> oh, Jeff, of course I've seen Galaxy Quest, and of course Thomas has seen Galaxy Quest. It's a rite of passage, um, to the extent that it is on the shelf even. But not on Blu-ray. But not on Blu-ray, no. So three solid points there. Absolutely no multipliers. Number 15, Helen. Hi Helen again suggests
0: Hunt for the wilder people. No child left behind. (laughs) No child left behind indeed. Uh three points. Three points, yes. No multiplier. (laughs) Nope. Uh number seventeen Fast and the Furious Free, Tokyo Drift, comma the suggested by Lee. (laughs) <laughs> oh Lee,
1: Lee, Lee, Lee um, <laughs> I have failed miserably in the uh, the quest for watching the Fast and the Furious ser- series Thomas, have ha- you had any more success than I? Well, that, that, that's an interesting thing to say It is Because
0: this does say that you've seen it Oh, is that the first one? No, it's the third
1: one you mean it says that I've seen it well uh, you
0: would have filled it in I so would have.
1: Mm. no no
0: okay it doesn't score any points then no yeah that's that's really all there is to say about yes, that yes
1: I believe okay spoiler alert I believe I have only seen the first um Fast and the Furious film
0: number 33 M hi M Suggests Brother Bear
1: Brother Bear One of those lesser known Disney films Snucking under the radar somewhat But not far enough under that I avoided seeing it Or that I avoided seeing it Or that I avoided purchasing it On DVD I've seen it a few
0: times actually
1: I think I've seen it a few times too Not in a long while but, um, it has been some time mm. uh, So three solid points mm-hmm. um, The Disney disqualifier of Multiplier <laughs> Applies on that one
0: Yep uh, Number 36 M, Hi, M Suggests And we've just missed We've just missed a bullet here Right But it's fine Good but it will still be contentious. M suggests uh, 2015's The Peanuts movies.
1: Is this what, a question mark as to whether you've seen it or not? Uh, you believed that I have seen, oh, had seen it. Right, you okay. strongly argued
0: that I had seen it. Much to my protestation, because I can assure you I had not
1: seen it. Okay, then.
0: But we're not going to relitigate that.
1: No, we aren't. You have seen it And it is on the shelf And it is on the shelf And all of the other kids have seen it But Thomas is in denial Because I haven't <laughs> seen it um, So two points for M uh, No multiplier Because anyone in their right minds Would have seen <laughs> <sighs> Okay Was that all of them? Or is that there wasn't more? all of them There's one more One more
0: It's going to be very disappointing. Is it? Number 40, Helen. Hi, Helen. Suggests Henry V, (gasps) which
1: doesn't score any points. I've seen bits of it. Well, a bit of it. The bit of it that everyone else has seen. Um, I haven't
0: seen any bits
1: of it. You haven't seen the bit about... I can't even quote it. Happy Few... But no, um Well it
0: mustn't be that good a
1: bit. No. <laughs> uh, well because I haven't seen it. Well I've only seen the bit of it, and I've only seen the bit of it once, and out of context. But anyway, so Helen does not get any points for that. Nope. So um how does that leave us with the leaderboard? That's a good
0: question. I'm looking at it now. Good. Okay. So once again, there has been a shift in the lead. Ooh. Jeff has vaulted above Lee Sargent, but this being the pole vault event, the margin isn't actually all that large. <laughs> uh-huh. uh It's 74.2 points to 73.8. Uh, Helen's on 69.7, mm-hmm. then M on 67.5, And then a bunch of people who will not win this season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we love you anyway. Yes. Hang on, you cannot say that. Someone in the next couple of weeks may make a suggestion of something that is so far out of left field that it gets a massive multiplier.
0: How massive would you be willing to go on any given film?
1: Oh, look... (sighs) To cause chaos and confusion? I could go to any length, I think. <laughs> but would you? I don't know. Apparently the last time I tried uh, um, <laughs> doing a, a, a mid-season uh, jumping of the shark, it caused uh, great consternation. So would I be prepare, yes. prepared to do that again? I remember feeling great consternation. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yes. Do you know what's really disturbing is I cannot remember what I did. <laughs> I remember what you did.
0: <laughs> you remember that uh ten films that um that inspired you thing? Yes. Yeah, you had Oh that you had a competition about that. That's wow. I did that. And the points were <laughs> Fairly arbitrary, uh-huh. and only went to a couple of people.
1: Excellent, my nefarious plan worked then, mm. and I wouldn't have done it any other way, even though I can't remember the way I did it. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, points are are still up there for the grabbing, and uh, the leader is still well and truly. ...being fought over by more than two people. Mm-hmm. is hmm fair to say. Excellent. Now, there is no point uh, rambling on any further. We know what we're watching next week. We are, wa- <laughs> we are watching...
0: ...Die Hard 4.0... Uh, ...which has an alternate title. It was released in North America... As live free or die hard. hmm And the back of the case has the following to say on the matter.
1: Please, do read that one sentence. Is it one sentence this time? It right? is one sentence, oh, yes. Good. Okay. These are all one sentence. Is it set on a boat this time? Oh, no, we have sort of had a boat today, didn't we? Uh, there, there is a reason it's called Die Hard 4.0. Mm-hmm.
0: When cyber terrorists attack the United States, McLean joins forces with a computer hacker, played by Justin Long, to save the country.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Good. So there are going to be lots of cyber bullets and cyber F-bombs and uh, that's what we're in for, except no Supposedly. remember we've established that's, that's right that the next film is less sweary uh it, it has um uh norton's anti-swear filter running on it it's it's allowed one f right a okay. whole one f wow and there, there's got to be a yippee ki attached to that i'm sure of it and um so we hope that you can join us next week when we uh uh, continue to plough our way through the the final dregs of uh, Dying Heart. And, and, and until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under
0: Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a Hi Hello production. You know where I know Jeremy Irons from? It, it's it's not
1: the Lion King because right, only his oh. voice
0: is in the Lion King.
1: Okay, is it um, th- uh, what's his name? Um, Champion of the World? No. No, um,
0: Ozymandias in HBO's Watchmen.
1: Ah, okay. How is that? It,
0: it's pretty good.
1: Better than the movie. Uh, well, Alan Moore
0: has disowned both of them, but then he's disowned anything based on his work right. for the past um ever. Uh huh. Which is his prerogative, but um, fair enough. It, it's it's pretty good. I I
1: enjoyed it. It was well worth the amount I paid for it. <laughs> right, okay. You you actually put down some cold hard cash to uh, why what Some cold hard cash to receive
0: digital goods. Right. Via uh Google Play. Okay. Fair enough. It's on a bunch of things.
1: It's <laughs> I can it's book week this week and I convinced someone that uh, I caused a certain primary school to stop having book week dress ups because I sent Daniel to school dressed up as um, the blue naked guy from Watchmen Dr. Manhattan yes Dr. Manhattan <laughs> yeah anyway
0: um, I'm going to hit stop yeah. good post credits scene yeah Good. Better structured than some of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, almost scripted even. Not. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go edit. You do that. Get I'll me go th- make some art. Yeah, go make me a picture, please. Thank you. Bye.